Welcome to the Eat, Say, Live podcast. And we are the Locksecutioners. We're going to be eating lightning and talking thunder and five-finger death punching you right in the ear holes today. Been working on that one. No, I just, no, just no, now. I just now. I for, actually, I, re, I remembered that I forgot. And that just, <laughs> bam. I heard a song by them earlier today, the five-finger death punch. What's up, brother? Happy 2021. About time. <laughs> Though I don't think it's going to be any different. I don't think so either. <laughs> new year, new me, new us, new, well, new that, everything. Well, that's for sure. Yes. We can keep bettering ourselves. We, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can. While the others just sit on the couch and do nothing as we like to be perceive them. Yep. So what's going on with you? What's going on? I walk in here, I see a lot of uh, progress going on the new uh, building. Yeah, not a whole lot new besides... Um, I just said there was a whole lot of new well, stuff, I and mean, now you're telling me... I'm just saying besides that, just my project manager work that I've... that I've, I put that title on myself. You're project, project manager? Manager. I like to call you Austin Ops Assistant. That's bullshit. <laughs> I don't like that title at all. Project manager. So yeah, I mean, things are moving in there, but I mean, besides that, business and uh, trying to get this new building done. Yeah. It's really been about it since our last show. It's all I've been focused on. How's business on. going? Business in these, has been, in been, these, been good. In this know, new normal. It's, uh, I mean, it's been good. Good. After we, after we shut down, we, we, you know, we tried doing just the dine uh, or the takeout only. And then um, after we opened back up, it was slow the first week or so. And then now with the holidays, it's it picked up. It's been It's been good now. Everybody wants those mozzarella sticks, bud. Got to get those sticks. Shameless plug for your mozzarella sticks. That a boy. The cheesiest in the river bend. <laughs> Speaking of cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's been up with you? What's new? Uh, not a whole lot new. Crazy week. You went on vacation. I did go on vacation. Lucky. <laughs> Lucky is right. <laughs> the mayor of Cancun. Um, no, it's been, man, this 2021 has been like a roller coaster for me already. Highs and lows. It's, it's eight, eight days in. Eight days in. I'm at a roller coaster. The screaming eagle of roller coasters, actually. Why is that? Just in eight days, you're on a roller coaster ride. I, yes, down, just up, good down. things have happened. Bad things have happened. I mean, it's what's, just what's like some good things. What is a good thing that's happened? <laughs> well, I don't know if I should say this because I'm supposed to do like a like a interview thing, but I got a hometown hero award. That's something good, right? That's a way to right. drop that on the show, Ross. Okay. Not all heroes wear capes, you know. Yeah. Some have beards. <laughs> Some do, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what's a bad thing? What's going on with the roller coaster? I want to know. What's the lows? What's well? Up? I'm not sure I'm ready for the low yet. I'm not ready to put that on the podcast yet. So really. You can't say I'm on a roller coaster. I'm going up. I'm going down. Here's my high. I mean, you can. Well, I guess I'm, so, but it's not very good for our listeners. We're trying to we're trying to get listeners. So you got to bring the dirt. We're gonna add, we're, man. We're going for six now. We're going for six on this show. Maybe eight if Amy starts listening. <laughs> she hasn't listened, which can, I, I know. Our you, guest, I, I picked up on a little stuff pre-show that you had to explain to her. Well, when our mom was on a show, I'm like, well, she fucking listened to a show. You wouldn't have to explain it, it, to her. From now on, on our application, that giant application they have to fill out to be a, to be on this show, we're gonna put. Have you listened to previous shows? <laughs> Not show shows. shows. How many? How many? How many? It's going to take a lot. Of, hey, it's going to take a lot of people that we want to get on the show out. <laughs> we'll have nobody. It'll be me and you again. We'll just have to keep having mom on. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> enough, she listens. enough going around this. What's a low? What's up? Come on. All right. This is. All right. So found out yesterday that. Uh, this is fresh. This is fresh. I haven't told you. No. I know. I know. Um, we have to. We're going to have to move out of the Thunderdome. 
Get out of here. Swear to God. You found out yesterday. Yesterday. Last night. This is my first thought about it. Mm-hmm. Is that maybe that sounds right off the bat like it sucks. But I mean, and it's going to suck because you got to move all that shit. That's going to be terrible. Well, I, but that's the least poss- of my worries. But you yeah. could possibly, though, in the long haul, it could be better. You could find a place with parking. I, you could buy. Jesus, this this positive. Well, I, yeah, I was ready I for you to be good, like. Oh, I see a lot of good things. I you know, know about this. And, Location could get better. And, you could get parking. You could possibly look into buying something. Who who are you? This I mean, is I a new year. New. I know you don't like to owe anybody money, but. This is a new year, new you. But you know, well, it could be a new year, new you investing in <laughs> now something. Now you got me pumped up. <laughs> I'm ready to you go. Know, like, Can I help you look for places? It, it's one of those things where like, it's not going to be March or this is kind of what the landlord told me. It told me it's not going to be March, not going to be April, not going to be May, probably not June, most likely July. So is he selling? No, he's, he's got a building, that building in front of my building. I know it's been at least five years since you've been to my gym, but um, busy man. Yes, I'm a project yes. manager. Well, man. yes, Austin's assistant to the assistant. <laughs> um, he is he has a, a building and a business in front, and it's it's overgrown and probably moving. Gotcha. Anyway, we might have to edit this out. No, that's one hundred percent not. <laughs> hey, let's get to it. Let's get to our guest because I've been excited all week. Well, at least the last. We asked her to be on like two days ago, something like that. Yeah, but I bet, I don't think there's another guest that you brought up to me like, hey, we got to get this person on. We got to get this person on. On She was on the, we've changed our list a lot. Remember when we first started the podcast and we made a list and she was on the original list. A lot of those people aren't on the original list anymore. We've totally went off the the list, but she's totally on the list. She's never left the list. She's never She's always been on it no matter how many times we edited it. Are we going to keep saying list? I'm done saying list. Okay, me too. Um, So listen, so. This, I, I once described her as this. Are you ready this? Ready. Ready to hear Can't this? Wait. Can't wait. She's my co-worker, my boss, my client, my legal counsel, my confidant, my partner in crime, my get me out of crime, my little sister, my big sister, my plus one, my and guest, my Robin Quivers, my flavor flavor. Yeah, boy. My ATM, my all-time lunch buyer, my birthday fairy, my birthday ruiner, my life ruiner, my life picker-upper, my fashion advisor, my female advisor, my career advisor, my don't try to box jump on that advisor, my don't try to lift that over your head advisor, my don't donkey kink them advisor, my shoulder angel, my shoulder devil, my shoulder to cry on, my DD, my chauffeur, my traveling companion, my proofreader, my grammar hammer, my best man, speech prop, my best friend, my worst enemy, my hug it out partner, my never fail, my supporter, my eye drop giver, my through thick and thinner, and many other mys. I described her as that once. Boom! It happened to be on her birthday, but, you know, it worked, right? Today's Elvis Presley's birthday. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Amy Garrett. Amy Garrett, everybody. Amy. And the crowd goes Amy. crazy. Amy, I brought you a present. Todd, did you bring her a present? Well, did you bring her a present, see? Todd? Well, That's why Ross is everybody's favorite. Well, let me... Oh, no, yeah. one, no one has ever said that. Not even his wife. Let me just it say, now spe- recorded. Speaking of presents, and now Amy is she's a slight hoarder like I am. She is wearing a hoodie, a hoodie. This is just by confidence, or kind of by accident that happens to be Elvis's birthday. But a hoodie that I bought her. How many years are we going to say? We were still working together, so at least fifteen. At least fifteen years ago, and it has Elvis Presley on it. She's wearing that right now. On Elvis's birthday. On Elvis's birthday. She looks really good doing it too, right, Russ? Killing it. Killing it. Hey, you're breaking down barriers, and I'm sure that's not the first one. You were the first woman on Eat, Slay, Live. Am I real? 
Well, not, not about that has anything to do with any. Oh, what shit. about Mark? Damn it! <laughs> She's a sergeant. I, I count yeah. her as something else. <laughs> Damn it! I had that built up, and I I'm not sure which I'm more embarrassed about that you're not considering our mother a woman, or that you forgot that we've had another female on this show. Oh, I don't shit. know. I don't know. I had that built up. I really felt like Amy was just a barrier breaker downer, and I'm she like, is. Well, well let's talk about the barrier she's broke down. Let's hear it. So, how big is so she? Amy's an attorney at the Simmons Law Firm. People listening that don't know, um, how big is the law firm at this point? We have about three hundred and fifty employees total now between the law firm and the other entities that we own. And they've been around since. It was founded in. Um, 1999 july of 99 wow, is when the firm you're was gonna founded. be in trouble oh. <laughs> <laughs> um but she is the first uh shareholder first female shareholder ever that in their history yeah so. i was the first um female attorney hired in the asbestos department and then the the first female partner since january of 09. got that in my notes ross did you write anything down so far i have written down Amy no 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 Harris. beforehand <laughs> No, absolutely not. No, See, no this, this is what I know about Amy, and it's very—it's very little outside of just knowing her through you. She's a badass. That's okay. what I know. Someone brings up Amy Garrett, I'm like, yeah, she's a badass. That's I really, know that. That's, that's what, what I say. know about. That's her. what you say. That's really all you need to know. Yeah. I usually describe her as the uh, dumbest smart person I know, or, or the smartest dumb person. How, how? No, no. I—I I think it's always been the dumbest smart person you know. <laughs> yeah. When, knowing the both of you, I, there's one person in here that gets that award. It's not her. <laughs> so anyway, breaking down, that is breaking down barriers. Absolutely. Uh, let's just kind of touch a little bit. We're going to touch on your history, your life history a little bit. Now, from Woodburn, Illinois, is that Woodburn, correct? Woodburn, Illinois, yes. The mean streets. Did you graduate from Bunker Hill? I did not. I you, you got um, out of there, huh? I did. <laughs> I went to Bunker Hill till the fourth grade, and then um, moved to Brighton. So I graduated from Southwestern. Oh, okay. I'm a Piasol bird. You go Piasol birds. That's right. It, it, is that a mythical? Cre- I mean, there was never any such thing as a Piasol bird, was there? Well, it depends who you ask, Todd. Uh, who, like, who would tell me there was? <laughs> <laughs> My I'd, nine-year-old. And were they just flying around Brighton? <laughs> I thought they just hung out at the bluffs of Grafton, not really venturing towards Woodburn and, and well, Brighton. That, that is where the legend comes from. Allegedly, Lewis and Clark saw a drawing of the Piasaw bird on the bluffs. Piasaw Creek runs from the bluffs all the way to Piasaw, where the high school was built. Thus, the Piasaw birds being the mascot of my high school. See how smart she is? I told you, Ross. So smart. Much smarter than us. Even when she's Dang. dumb. Ross just wrote down Piasaw bird. <laughs> <laughs> so from quite a basketball career at uh, Brighton. Yeah. Southwestern. At Southwestern, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, which, as you both know, when you're from a small town, is the only thing anybody from your hometown will ever remember about you. <laughs> no matter what you do. Yep. Right. Law school? Pshaw. She was on that 91 girls team that went to state. <laughs> all say what did you guys place uh we got third so you're not a state champion i'm not i'm Damn. not a state champion I mean, mad mad props to just going to state but yeah i would i would have liked to say there was a state champion on this well yeah, todd yours doesn't really count you were a sophomore on the team you didn't get in <laughs> sorry bud <laughs> we're runner-ups anyway so. <laughs> i got a medal <laughs> 
participation so, medal. Were, were you the best player on that team? I was not. Um, I was really fortunate to be one of several really good athletes that just happened to come in at the same time, um, which is really the only reason that we were as successful as we were. We were really well that's balanced. What it, that's what it takes. And um, in fact, in the, let me think, the semifinal game that we played in the state tournament, the team that we played almost completely shut me down, right? Like I, I think I scored eight points after averaging about 18 all season, but my teammates absolutely killed it because they were so focused on me. So boxing one, see Ross, I know that. I see? know about basketball. Yeah, yeah that's because Calhoun invented the boxing <laughs> one. <laughs> Go Warriors. <laughs> so you guys got third place. We did. Who beats? Who beats you guys in the? Uh... Seneca. Seneca. Yeah. That basketball powerhouse of Seneca. Now, but Brighton, I mean, they they do have a good girls program like throughout the years. It wasn't yeah. just that and, and yeah, done, wh- right? What like was that. their coach's name? I trained uh, his, his daughter. daughter. Wooly. 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 So was, was he the coach when you were? He was not because I am significantly too old to have played for him. But um, he was actually a student teacher and coach when I was in high school. Um, <laughs> but... Um, no, Murph Kruthis was the coach when I was playing ball there. Gotcha. But yeah, their girls program um, after Steve took over has been phenomenal because yeah. he was really the first coach in that district to treat the girls program the way that a lot of the boys programs have been treated. He started in the grade schools and when he couldn't find a coach to work with at the junior high level, he coached the junior high girls himself. Oh, wow. And um, Ty Locks move right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and it's when his daughter was coming up through the program, but even after she graduated, he, I think he stayed for almost another 10 years. So, yeah. did you play in college? I played my freshman year of college at Illinois College. Um, I got recruited along with two of my teammates from Southwestern, and um, so all three of us went up there. And found out that division three girls basketball isn't all that glamorous what <laughs> what i know you still practice the same you still you still got to work just as hard but yeah <laughs> turns out you ate a lot of bologna sandwiches out of brown paper bags in the back of a cargo van on your way to iowa for a tuesday night game so um did i daydream this or were you a stud track athlete as well Oh no, I um, I was I played volleyball and softball. I was all conference and basketball, volleyball, softball. The only time I was involved in track is when there was a home meet, and the JV basketball coach, who was the track coach, would come in and pull me out of whatever other practice I was in and be like, "Hey, the other the other school doesn't have anybody running the sixteen hundred, so you have to come out and run it." And I'll be like. I, what? I, 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 I hope there was a story that I heard something about you in track. Like, okay, I'll do it. I, yeah. hope, I hope you just throwing out 1600. Like, you didn't actually have to do the 1600. Yeah, did you? No. He's like, it doesn't matter how slowly you finish. You just have uh, to do Garrett, it. It's getting dark. We need you to just <laughs> kind of just pick cross up the, the finish line. That is awesome. And then occasionally he would make me throw the shot put. Um, but poor Mr. Boker, he was so frustrated that I would never practice. But again, when the other school had so few athletes that we would definitely place if I threw it however far, he would always make me come out and just... Todd, were you a good enough athlete for a coach just come and pull you out oh, of practice? Always, you... pull, always pulling me out of uh, <laughs> honors trigonometry and uh, <laughs> Kim, Kim, 
chem class. We get out of chem. Yes, college prep chem class and what, go out. And, can you tell us what chem is short for? <laughs> well, let's just hey, let's let's move along with this thing, guys. All right, it's about Amy today. All right. So you graduate from IC? No, you stay there. All I was there for one year and then transferred to the U of I. Oh, and that's where I got my good undergrad move. degree. Nice. And turns out they took their basketball a little more seriously at the U of I than I did. So yeah, no, I um, did you try out? I did not. No. Um, yeah, no, no. <laughs> what? Are you still a big Illini fan? Um, I mean, I still follow them. I still like them. I still take great pride in going to the Bragg and Rights game. Right. Let it go. Um, so they got a squad this year. Yeah, they lost they, the bragging rights game. I, I mean, Ross would Ross would give all the players on the team right now a foot massage. He's that big of a fan. He really Aww. is. Yes. Everybody loves yes. a foot massage. He don't be tickling or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Little Pulp Fiction reaction there. Uh, uh, there. Um, so that's where you got your undergraduate degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I graduated from there in ninety five. Ninety five. Wow. Yeah. Um, Old then, AF. <laughs> Watch the language, ma'am. Oh, it's a family show. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> Unless our mom's on, Ross wants to throw out f bombs. <laughs> um, so then, where did you get your? Uh, where did you go for law school? I went to Washington University in St. Louis. Heard of that? She's smart. Heard of that, Ross? Elroy, heard of it? Wash yeah. you? Mm-hmm. Hell's yeah. She's smarter than you. <laughs> um, I don't know why I keep saying that. I just, I mean, I don't either. I, I mean, are, are we debating this? this? <laughs> started is this a competition <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i think todd's really smart I don't know. anyway so, so uh so what what made you go into law wow um i was an english major in undergrad which essentially means you graduate with no marketable skills well, what essentially means is that you what you do is you grammar you correct your best friend's grammar for the rest of your entire freaking lives i don't know if i'm calling you one of my best friends <laughs> really Whoa. after that introduction Ow, did you ross after that introduction I, I know. hey it kind of hurt my feelings too but <laughs> thank you thank you've only kind of considered really, part of the family right you, yeah you really put it out oh, there okay right how, yeah how i have a little i, I mean, have a little issue with other people's grammar yeah, well, that's why in the thing I one of the one of the uh, one of the little titles I gave you was Grammar Hammer. Yes. Okay. Yes, you did. Thank you for that because it has stuck with I mean, me for the last seventeen years. I mean, I think I think she attended both of Ty's weddings. Even that's how close she is. Oh to, uh, shit! What? That was uh, cold. No. The only reason I was at his first wedding is because you needed a plant in the crowd for your best man speech. Well, that that is true. Worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, Wait, well, this was my line at Ty's wedding. Aww. Look at that. Still got it. Still got you, you it. You taught right her there. well. Yes, I did. And, well, and, and she was Whitey's handler. And handling Whitey. Yes. yes. Whitey always has to have a handler if he leaves his <laughs> four-mile radius of his of his uh, town. That's right. Me and Whitey go way back, man. So, way back. Sorry, Ross interrupted you. So, uh, English. Yeah, English then, major. No marketable skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a cousin who graduated from... Wake Forest Law School when I was between my freshman and sophomore year of college. I went to his graduation and he gave a speech in during the ceremony about his summer internship where he went to, um, he toured some of the Baltic states that had just overthrown their communist forms mm-hmm. of government. 
And he literally went from like small village to small village speaking to the citizens there about what democracy is and how it works and why it's worth fighting for. And I sort of got the stars in my eyes. That, and, dude's a, that dude should get the hometown hero. Yeah, Ross. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, I was. It was. Um, I was young, and and um, it really had a big impact on me. Thinking, wow, there's a lot you can do with a law degree that can mm-hmm. really impact people's lives. So, yeah, turns out that I applied for law school and got accepted. Got a scholarship, and that was sort of the end of that had i not gotten accepted i'd probably be an english teacher somewhere in macoupin uh, county right now i feel sorry for those <laughs> students those poor students Good those, Lord. those kids dodged a bullet they really did <laughs> um so where'd you go from there so didn't become a state assistant state's attorney is that where you went from there not um immediately while i was in law school i worked for legal aid um out of the alton office and you could, when you're in law school, you can get a license, a student license in the state of Illinois if you work for legal aid or a government agency of some sort. So by the middle of my second year of law school, I had a full caseload at legal aid. <laughs> yeah. And um, as long as you have an attorney from the office sign off on your pleadings, you can appear in court. They're you like, can argue. We, got a, can, we, got, we have our sucker. That's what yeah, they <laughs> They got a lot of free labor. Um, so I worked there for my last three semesters of law school, graduated in 98, worked for legal aid for another year after I graduated, mm-hmm. um, and then went to the state's attorney's office in Madison County. And I was there for just over three years. Until you met our mutual mutual friend, who we both started working for at the Simmons firm, who we refer to as Obi Wan throughout this podcast. Yes, yes, Obi Wan <laughs> and I worked together at the state's attorney's office for about a year and a half before he deserted me mm-hmm. and went to work for the Simmons firm. Gotcha. Like I can remember where I was sitting when he told me he was leaving, and like the tears started rolling down my face. Oh wow! Yeah, see, no, she's not that bad, Rossi. Not that badass. <laughs> So then that's where Amy and I met when I worked at the Simmons Law Firm. Um, I think I started before you, right? You did. You I never there. made shareholder while I was there. So. Nor nor were you the first female <laughs> so one. So you got hired and Todd was already there. Yes, that's right. Yes. And you walk in, like you meet him, and we're like, oh. What the and we're on the, the same team. <laughs> who the fuck do they hire here? <laughs> we're on the same team. Yeah, like this is your investigator. <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of, what kind of background you got investigating? Sure. Um, I remember, so Barnard, uh, Obi-Wan claims that, <laughs> Obi-Wan claims that the, 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 the managing partner, the head partner at the, the firm, uh, didn't like him. So he gave, he gave me to him to be his legal investigator. <laughs> that's punishment. That could just be, you know, a myth that could just whatever, but that's supposedly that's what happened. Um, I, have absolutely no reason to doubt that that's how that went down <laughs> before we get too much and i was gonna bring this up earlier but what was up with our song that you started oh, the, off the walkout song? actually this is a great segue everybody do it everybody out there listening Attaboy. do a hey, shot segue three shows in a row segue that because this is right as probably as we started we very early yeah very view. early uh, we were fast friends, actually, weren't we? We really were. We had common enemy, and, we, <laughs> and so anyway, her and I it was it was my birthday, and we were going out. We ended up going down to the what's now the pump house 
It was called Porky's. Porky's, that's yeah, right. Lord. That's right. Shout out to Maryland. Um, so we were going out there for my birthday. And I think, was it just you and I at first? I think some people came and met us later. Yeah, but... it was a Wednesday night, which was karaoke night yes, at Porky's yes. back then. We had no idea. So we're, we're there. And the next thing I know, like someone's like, hey, Todd Locks, please come to the dance floor. I'm like, what? You know? I just thought maybe that the people I was with had, you know, set something up. Set or... you up, yeah. So we're out there. Next thing you know, it's like, oh, this song is dedicated to Todd. Next thing you know, we're, You're So Vain comes on, okay? And it's an ex-girlfriend of mine at the time, ex even then, singing You're So Vain to me. <laughs> Did they set but a... The, the best part of it was, like, he, she came up to him before she took the stage, and he was like, oh, my God, it's so great to meet you, Amy. This is my girlfriend from, I don't know, junior high or something. It's so... And, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's his birthday. She's like, really? That's great. Like, he thinks this is some wonderful, <laughs> joyous reunion. <laughs> hey, baby, how you doing? Yeah, baby? exactly. <laughs> and so um, we're just kind of hanging out. A little time passes. And then she, we see her go up to the state. They put a chair in the they, middle they, of the that's dance right. floor. I said I just sat in a chair while and she sang the song. And he is genuinely excited because he thinks that this is like a, a happy moment <laughs> for him. And then with the entire bar watching, You're, You're So, so vain. vain hits. Yeah, and I mean, right. she glared <laughs> oh, well, at him the entire time. She was this hate. Oh, uh, she was it, still she, so it, it might be a Carly Simon song, but she was Alanis Morissette oh, singing it. Hands okay? down. Okay. I really thought she was going to sing like Bad to the Bone or something cool. <laughs> I, you know, I thought I was going to get some props. <laughs> no, it didn't. It didn't. How, oh, so, so here's how long had you guys not dated? The, whoever this girl was, uh, I mean, it was I was out of college. Of I, we dated a few high years. School, you guys been off and on thing. Yeah, I mean, a long. It was quite a while. She was hanging on. Um, at no, least ten years. You, you really fucked now, her confidence. Oh, now here, oh. here, now why? Like, now that that song. That's a long time ago that this happened with yeah. Amy and I. So, like, well, well, you guys still talking about that? Well, because Amy likes to do a little karaoke of her own. Okay, uh-huh. can I, can we say this? Is it will this hurt your? No, it's future fine. Future career. I have um, a voice like an angel. Yes, angelic, we call it. And so from then on, anytime, not every time, but a lot of times we would go out. If we were someplace where karaoke would be like, where's Amy? Where's Amy? Next thing you know, you're so vain. She's up there singing it. <laughs> yep. It became one of my go-tos. It did become one of your go-to songs. And I really appreciate it. Thank you. You probably think this podcast's about you. <laughs> it totally is, Amy. I know. Totally I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that's that's why the... Uh, and I, I I didn't let her choose the walkout song. I told her, hey, I chose your song. If well I didn't played. tell her what it was. I should have yes. guessed it. I'm a little disappointed in myself. That's all right. Um, okay. So one of the big things like with Amy that I, that I, I love about her and like her career is whatever is just like how the... how What's the word? Philanthropy? But what's that word? Say it, Amy. You're the smart one. Mm-mm, this Phil- is all you, big guy. I'm not going to help you on this yes, one. Yes, yes. Just her generosity and her, her and so much pro pro bono work. I know. Now, didn't you start like the pro bono sort of program at the firm or kind of head it up, direct it? Uh, so the word's philanthropic, just right. so you know. Oh, okay. Thanks for letting me. Thanks um, for letting me do that. <laughs> and kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. when I first started, the firm had grown really quickly mm-hmm. um, and had gone from eight people to 250 in a matter of three years. 
So we didn't really have a formal program for anything. Yeah. And at an attorney meeting when Jeff Cooper was still running things, I kind of raised my hand. I'm like, hey, what what do we do? Because I started at Legal Aid, right? right? So I'm like, what do we do for pro bono? And everybody's like, uh. We're about that money. <laughs> Straight cash, <laughs> homie. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense, Ross. <laughs> my mind on my money on my money on my mind. Uh, <laughs> hey, wait, speaking of working for free, one yeah. time I might have gotten a little bit of trouble. I might have been driving when I shouldn't have been driving. Coming come to Amy's office with my tail with me. Uh, Amy. <laughs> come back later on. How much do I owe you? Don't worry well, about okay, it. Well, okay, Ross. That's not the uh, pro bono work that she's speaking of. Well, here, okay. okay. Poor, poor college kids don't count. God, you really were a baby when I met you. <laughs> Right. So sorry. So uh, oh, no, so okay. you. Uh, yeah, I'm expecting a free lunch today. That's the only reason <laughs> I came. Okay. Well, listen, Amy. What what you have right now in your hand was he gave you that little token that that uh, free drink. Mm-hmm. That's like a cougarant around here. Okay. Paying her back just a little that, at a that, time. That is very getting having Ross hand you one of those is very rare. That's his prono pro bono work I, right I get there. It. This is okay? my new lucky coin. Yes, yes. Put it on a necklace. Yeah, he, he likes that because you're never going to spend it. Right. <laughs> He's mad about the 10 cents he lost on making it, but <laughs> Yeah, so what kind of things do you guys do there with the pro bono work? So we have um, done all kinds of sort of random projects over the course of my time at the Simmons firm as different needs have come up in the legal community where we work. So when we first started, um, we were doing a lot of free guardianship work on cases where the Supreme Court had just ordered the courts to appoint a guardian in all cases but hadn't provided any funding for it. So there was really nobody to do it. Um, We also did some work with a veterans legal clinic at the John Marshall Law School to train local attorneys on how to provide free services to veterans Mm -hmm. to help them get through the application process to apply for VA benefits. Um, What else? You know, one of the the things I remember that you guys did, and this could help a lot of our listeners out there, uh, was with the expungement day that you Mm -hmm. guys had, where people could come in and you guys, didn't you get law enforcement, like you got law enforcement, law enforcement involved? We had a lot of help from um, several agencies in Madison County. One of our attorneys went to an expungement day that Cook County has been doing for a long time and came back and said, we should do this here. So we partnered with the state's attorney's office, the sheriff's department, and Alton PD, since our our headquarters is in Alton. Shout out to Marcus Polito right now. That's right. Congratulations, (laughs) Chief. Um, And the first one we did was very informal and just sort of advertised then just to the Alton community that we were going to do this. So people who have old convictions on their record that by statute are eligible to be either expunged or sealed – they don't know that, right? How? Why would anybody who isn't in the legal field understand that process? So people could come in. We'd take a look at their record if they had um, charges that could be expunged or sealed. We'd help them fill out the paperwork. We would help them um, get the fees waived in order to get that accomplished. So we had a lot of people with charges 20, 25 years old who still couldn't get housing or um, public benefits. We had one woman who had been a CNA for 15 years and wanted desperately to get her RN, but she couldn't because she had an old 
theft charge from and when she just, was 17. And they just don't know where to start to get right. rid of it, right? Exactly. I mean, they have no idea um, how the process works or how to go about it. So we that was our first year, and we saw about 300 people <laughs> who wow. came in. Um, with the various charges, I think we ended up getting about 950 individual charges either expunged or sealed for people on that first year on that first year <laughs> say that number again <laughs> about 950 charges for and i would say we had 300 people show up 300 we, 300 people 995 charges dropped. yeah uh, roughly yeah some motherfuckers coming in there with he got a grocery bill <laughs> yeah well and my favorite story was a woman who um had been charged i bet she had 12 retail theft convictions on her record she sounds like she was addicted (laughs) well so i talked to the state's attorney and with all with that many you're not really legally eligible to get all of those expunged but the state's attorney said you know what find out what's her story this is because she had all of these during this finite period of time and then nothing for the next 22 years oh wow so I went and talked to her, and um, she grew up in Madison, Illinois, very poor. And she said that um, one of her first boyfriends got her addicted to crack. And the only way that she could maintain that habit was either to prostitute herself or steal. And in her mind, stealing wasn't as bad as prostitution. So that's what she did um, in order to support her habit until one day, Judge Hennessy who was the first judge that I practiced in front of um, when I joined the state's attorney's office, told her, look, you keep coming back here and making the same mistake. If you're not going to do anything to improve yourself, I'm just going to send you to jail because we're, we're wasting our time here. And she said that something about the way that he talked to her made her realize that this lifestyle wasn't, it just obviously wasn't sustainable and she didn't want to go to jail. And she said she never touched a drug again. And um, so I went back and I told the state's attorney that that story and we got all of her charges expunged that day. And the woman just sobbed. I mean, just sobbed and hugged me. And, you know, I'm like, it it really wasn't me. You know, it was the the whole system that that helped. When she came to you, what was she doing occupation wise? She was the CNA that I was talking about. Oh, wow. That is awesome. Yeah. So she'd been working. really changed her life. Yeah. She'd been working in a nursing home, the same nursing home for 12 years, making minimum wage. And going from um, a CNA to an RN is is a big deal. Yeah. So she's in school now. Um, she still sends me an email every once in a while just to let me know how she's doing. That's awesome. And you probably yeah. have a lot of those, like, similar yeah, stories. absolutely. So when someone, com- when someone comes in um, for this, do, do you guys kind of, do you go over them? Okay, why did you do this? Do you, I guess, what is the um, application process to it? Do, I mean, do you see, have you bettered yourself? I so mean, are you it, doing something about why you had these It depends. Charges? The And the statute is written very specifically that allows you to either expunge or, or seal a criminal conviction. Um, there are some that you can automatically expunge, depending upon how much time has passed or what the charge was. Some that you can only seal so that if you ever get charged with a similar crime in the future, they'll still be able to see that you had done it previously. Um, but then there are some that the statute says in order to convince the state and or the judge that they should allow this petition 
um, you do have to prove those things. What have you done to improve yourself? Have you improved your education? Have you purchased property? Been doing push-ups. How many push-ups can you do in 30 seconds? Um, yeah. So, um, so, so it kind of depends. Somebody comes in and, you know, they had stolen in the past because for, you know, they got to get their drug money, got to get whatever, whatever. And they come in, they're still on drugs. They probably don't make it through the process. Then. Yeah. The chances of them making it through the process. I mean, we don't, there are certain types of drug charges that can only be sealed or expunged um, by statute if the person drops clean on a drug test. So at these um, expungement days that we would have, we had agencies who do the drug tests who would come in and test people for free or a reduced rate so that we could satisfy those statutory requirements. And none of those things can be expunged or sealed unless a certain period of time has passed. So if someone is still using, the chances of them not getting charged again in that period of time are pretty slim. Um, besides being a nice person, um, <laughs> why are you laughing, Ross? She's a nice person. The way, the, the, the way, the, you, the way you said it. I think. The nicest, I think you meant to say. Well, um, being a nice person, I mean, what, what kind of pulls you to like do this sort of pro bono charity type work? Is there something, is there something that pulls you towards it? I mean, I, when I was look, kind of doing some research on it, I just saw like all, like it was just filled with pro bono stuff and charity work and things like, and training other people how to do pro bono work and charity work and things like that. Like you're helping others learn how to help others. I guess what I'm trying to say. Um, I don't know. I, Starting at Legal Aid definitely did have a big influence on me, watching people who don't have money try and navigate the legal system without help is heart-wrenching. Um, like we said, I grew up on the mean streets of Woodburn, so I think <laughs> when you come from humble beginnings, right. um, that if you have the chance to help somebody down the road, it feels really good to be able to do that because you remember how it felt. So. Um, and my mother is probably the nicest person in the history of the universe. So old, old Dick Long, old she sure Dick is. Long. Um, God, please don't ever let anybody tell her that we called her that on this podcast. But um, <laughs> can, can we, we talk wait, about what you call your mom, Dick Long? <laughs> Did I hear that right? Uh, yeah, I didn't. But some of my friends sort of. Her name is Doris K. Long, and she's very very sweet and so innocent and naive so when she worked for the secretary of state she got personalized plates for the first time <laughs> and so her license plate said dk long <laughs> and yeah so some of my i was driving her car one time somebody's like are we honestly getting into the car with license plates to say dick long i'm like yep that's that's what we're about and, to do and seriously her mom is the sweetest lady on the planet it's she's amazing she really is she is she's generous to a fault oh uh, i mean so. like you meet her and she's just like everyone's mother grandmother aunt whatever yeah. you know what i'm saying it's that and we know <laughs> that's she what gives, makes it so she gives really good hugs really good hugs yeah, yeah she's like my hug mentor mm -hmm. uh but that's why it's so funny of her having those plates. And you can just see her drive. This sweet, sweet lady driving along with Dick Long. Oh, Dick Long. Everybody passing her, looking at her. Yeah. yeah like, what? <laughs> it reminds you of the old Seinfeld ass man. Remember Kramer exactly. and the ice, yeah. ass man? <laughs> well, and I, I talked to her on my way driving to do the podcast today. 
honey, what are you doing? I said, we remember my friend Todd. He's got a podcast. My best friend Todd. He's got a podcast, and I'm going to go be interviewed on it. And she's like, what's a... It's like a radio show, but you record it, and people can listen to it when they choose to. Oh, honey, you're going to be on the on the radio? Oh, I'm so excited for you. Amy has finally made it, Ross. You know, when it, first, you know, first shareholder to Simmons firm, you know, third and state, all this pro bono work. No, nothing. Throw that eat, out. Eat, slay, live podcast. She right? has finally risen to the top, Ross. I can die a happy woman. Yes, you can. I've reached the pinnacle. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, what's it like? Because you're, you're, you're in a man's world. You know what I'm saying, and you, and you were the first woman starting in this in, where you are in this man's world. How how's that been? I mean, we we do come from the mean streets of Woodburn, and Ross calls you a badass. So we we know you can give it give it out as much as you can take it. But how but how's that been? Um. Well, it's been interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm pretty hard to offend, which early on definitely made it easier. I think for me to um just do my job and not really worry about the fact that I was the only female in the room for many, many years. Um, I do work with a group of great guys who I've worked there. No, you don't. Yes, I do say that. (laughs) Um, there have definitely been some awkward moments, conversations when I was pregnant with my first daughter, you know, the firm liked to have baby showers, for everybody when they were expecting well I was the first female attorney who was having a baby so they had a work baby shower for me and all of my male partners came down to the big room in the Kroger <laughs> building and they're all like well, what do we do I'm like I, I don't know and they're like well what are you gonna do I'm like I think I'm gonna sit in the front and open <laughs> gifts and they're like so we just watch you open gifts I'm like I, I think so. And literally, like, the wall of the back of the room, there were, like, 12 dudes standing there, arms folded, trying to look interested. Like, <laughs> I don't know. What, is this okay? Or are you? I'm like, yep, you're, you're doing great. Thank you so much for being here, watching me open onesies and, you know, nipple covers. This okay. is super comfortable <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> um, now, now, this is a great segue. Oh. That's right. Oh. Yes, thank you. I'm not gonna clap. I'm only giving him for the, the one satisfaction time? for the one time. Because oh, okay. now I, I think he's just this, trying this, to use it. This this we segue into this pretty nicely. And we, I didn't bring this up if I could ask we, we never really said what can we talk about or what so Amy has two little girls, okay? Amy's never been married, so therefore, you know, she's probably never had marital you know, premarital sex before. So she's kinda like She's kind of like Mary. She's kind of like yes, the Virgin Mary. But somehow she has two children. So, uh, like, so she decides. You know what? I don't need a man. I want kids. I want a man. (laughs) Well, no, no, (laughs) actually, the opposite of that, Ross. Okay, okay, (laughs) and gets artificially inseminated. Boom, boom, boom. boom, Who I used to lovingly refer to as test tube babies, but that's what they are. (laughs) And everybody else, like all our friends, are would look at us like what? Like when I would say that. Yeah. Well, and all my other friends were like, "Oh, good for you. We support you." And Todd, my only honest friend, was like, "You're not doing that. That's a terrible idea." (laughs) 
But then I did sit in your office. I helped you go through the little catalog. You There's a catalog, did. Ross. There's yeah. a catalog. A baby daddy catalog. Baby like a little application you're picking out. Oh, he like, looks good. Okay. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I mean, they tell you his like they tell you like what he does for a living. Sure. And they're, tall, they're, not too tall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you Medium know they're all lying. So, hey, sounds like the way to do it. I'm going to go. Right. I'm gonna, hey, I'm going to go in there and volunteer. Sorry, Don, you just got me. <laughs> I'm going to go in there. And, uh, you know, I'd be filling that thing out. Be like, oh, I'm six foot, you know, 215. <laughs> uh, yeah, they 32 ACT. They, they don't get to fill those, that information out themselves. The women who work in the uh, cryobanks fill it out. Just because so, I asked that. So that the women, they have like a little code, like he's a 10. Oh, they, they have well, little... <laughs> that's how I ended up picking the donor that I did. Um, you go through the process. You same, do the, same donor for both girls. Same donor for both, sort of by accident. Yes. But yeah, I thought you froze. The... I did when I um, when I had Campbell. I had two <clears throat> specimens and specimen. got pregnant on the first try. So I froze the second specimen, and then when I decided to um, do it again, I used the frozen specimen and again got pregnant on the first try, which is incredibly lucky. I'm such a hopeless romantic. Oh, you really what are. A, what a great story. Um, but, so let me finish my great story. God, you haven't changed a bit. So you he go through the he process. Doesn't, he doesn't drink anymore. <laughs> well, there's that. Well, that explains why he talks so much. Yeah, okay, so. Um, so you go through the process, you narrow down potential donors, and when you get down to like four or five, you call the cryobank, and they will give you much more detailed information, but you have to pay extra for it, right? So And you're a baller. I'm a baller. So I call, and I've narrowed it down to five donors, and they obviously don't use names, so they're all five-digit um, donor numbers. So I call the woman that works at the cryobank, and um, I said, okay, I'm ready for my next level of information. Here's my list. And I give her the first two numbers, and then um, I say, next one's 11820. And she goes, oh, he's my favorite. <laughs> Sold. And, and I was like, yeah, and I was like, what? And she goes, he is so nice. He makes everybody feel so good about themselves when he comes in. He's always in a good mood. He's always happy. And I'm like, you know what? That's good enough for me. Just send me some of him. And she was like, really? I'm like, yep, I trust your judgment. I mean, that's going to tell me more than a personality profile. Yeah. So that was it. That's how I picked him. I shouldn't have been so sweet when I went in there and donated Ross. <laughs> so, yeah, so both both her kids still are full-blooded sisters. Yeah. You know how you'd say that's it? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Although cool. my friend Neil, because they don't really look alike, He's like, mm, I'm not sure. I think you got a bad batch. I think you better. Uh, I think you better get them tested. <laughs> Mix that up on you. Yeah, <laughs> the honorable Neil Schroeder. So before I forget, we get too far away from it. So you worked with Todd. I did. And we did Todd's story on here, and we touched on his 37 different jobs that well, he's had before he settled on gym owner or gym sure. janitor or whatever it is. Right. Thank you uh, for my freedom, well, Ross. By uh, the way, thank you. This is a sore subject because I'm I'm going to be unemployed. Possibly. Anyway, you'll bounce back. Okay. Hey, mom will tell you, go get a job with insurance. <laughs> go back to Simmons and beg for your job back. Okay. That's what, what she said. Before I will tell you that was the, the only time Todd ever proposed marriage to me <laughs> when he was like, Ooh, my knee is getting really janky. <laughs> Really janky. <laughs> got to do. I you might do. I might need has some good, insurance. Simmons has good benefits. I'm I know. Sure. I was. <laughs> I'm all in. What? What was Todd like at his job? What? Did, okay. As an investigator, what did he do? What? Who well, said this guy would be a good <laughs> investigator of asbestos for us? Todd, go figure these cases out. 
Well, you're going to be kind of disappointed. Was he any good? He was exceptional. Oh, yeah. see, you set your, see what you do, see what you've done. What? <laughs> I know. Well, you got to understand that most of our clients were elderly, and as you know, nobody loves Todd like kids and old people. Old people. Um, so the investigator name is really sort of a misnomer right the investigators what would you name for what like we i give do. myself project manager okay? <laughs> what would you assistant make? to austin Ott. what would you give him um so, i would me? always just call him my assistant given the opportunity sounded a lot like my bitch oh <laughs> put the oh. ass in assistant um the investigators really just go out and meet our clients and kind of ask them their life stories and then piece together where they were exposed to asbestos and as much as I hate to admit it, old people really do love Todd, mm-hmm. and he we, we know he makes them <laughs> he makes them feel comfortable, and he um, you know he would get them talking about themselves, which is really the best way for us to find out what they did and where they were exposed. So, we had some really cute clients we did. who absolutely adored him the daughter of one client who absolutely Ooh. stalked him for quite some time probably Awkward. probably because he no no don't say it no he didn't no he didn't um but yeah he was he was good with people i was gonna say probably because he gave her good reason to stalk her, oh but um yeah. so i always thought this i always thought this um todd would go work there and he would eventually be talked into going to law school and becoming a lawyer. I always kind of thought that. Did you ever advise him to be a lawyer? No. No? no. <laughs> I just God. always thought he was really he was smart. No. Like, why huh? are you making gaggy faces? Yeah, no, that's not, not because. I mean, that, was, that was more of a compliment. I always thought I mean, he was always smarter than he always yeah, let very people smart. believe. Sure. He's witty. I well, just, and I law schools. Then he, and then he was in that atmosphere that maybe somebody would push him to go do that. Sure. Because I always thought he could do more than just... You know, I mean, now he wouldn't be what he is now, but I just always kind of thought that as a little kid or I mean, I'm in college or whatever, but I think he would have been a great lawyer and law school is only three years, which is about the extent of Todd's attention span. (laughs) Getting back to the 37 jobs. So I think he would have done great. Um, For, hey, first but, she said, God, no. No. Now she's backtracking. Yeah. Like, yeah, Todd would have been great at that. She looked down. She see that Elvis hoodie I that I bought her. Right. And, oh, yes. <laughs> you ever advise Todd? Fuck no. <laughs> hell no. You see Todd crimple down his chair a little I bit. I did. I like, do. Oh, no, 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 Todd would have been great. I don't know why. That, that was more a statement on how I feel about most lawyers. There than it go. was about Todd's ability to be one. Ross, now I'd like I know you'd like to just sit here and talk about me all day, but we got to get back to Amy, okay? okay. All right, that's what we brought on here. Um, so one thing one thing we always ask people on here is like our Mount Rushmore, okay? So you know we've talked about all the things you've done and breaking barriers and things like that. So uh, we're going to ask you what would be your Mount Rushmore? I guess I don't know if we want to say successful women or inspirational women or you know. Just four women that you'd put on the Mount Rush on your Mount Rushmore. Um, so I know it's cliche, but I really would start with my mom. Uh, um, life has handed her some serious shit sandwiches. So and I can write down Dick Long. You can write down Dick Long, Dick Long. Number one. <laughs> um, and she's still the happiest person and, I know. And that's that's awesome. Yeah. And you should. People should put. People should have their mother on there when it when it comes yeah, to this question. Yeah, she. Um, you she, didn't have your mom on there, Ross. It, this is about Amy. <laughs> Love you, Marg. Um, Sergeant next, Margaret in here. Oh right. <laughs> aye aye. 
Um, next is probably Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, uh, I mean, again, sort of cliche, but why? So why? Oh, because just give us a little. Um, she changed so much of what women can do, literally, and it seems like ancient history, but it was within my lifetime that women couldn't get a credit card, couldn't own certain property. Um, that seems insane to me mm-hmm. now, yeah. but it wasn't that long ago. And she very intelligently and methodically went about changing the law um, and continued to do so for so many years. And for this particular podcast, I think she's a great example. I mean, she was still working out with a personal trainer until weeks, maybe months before she died because she knew she had to stay alive as long as possible, <laughs> you know, so she wouldn't be replaced. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, she was just a, a force, a very smart, calm, steady force. Wow. like that. I like that. She felt like she had to stay alive, stay alive. <laughs> so she wouldn't be replaced so she could continue to do the good that she's doing. I like, like that. that, is she, a, yeah. that is, how impactful of a life can you have if you know you right. need to continue wow. to sure. be as healthy as you can be? She there. fought cancer for 25 years, I think, <clears throat> something like that. Um, she had like four or five different types of cancer throughout the years wow. and just went through the treatment and came back and kept on trucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was amazing. And also what I like about it, she hired a personal trainer. Right. Shows how smart good, she is. Good for the business. You know what? Everybody <laughs> wins in the game of fitness. You got that right. <laughs> yeah, we didn't mention the fact that Amy was one of my one of my clients actually out in the OG garage for Pride. That's OG, right. but um, so okay, that's two. Um, Rosa Parks. Yeah, goes without saying, right? Yeah. Um, and talk talk a little bit about her, just in your words. So, my daughter in the first grade had to do a. Um, Black History Month project. She had to pick someone, learn about them, write something, draw something. So at the age of six and four, I took my girls to Memphis and we went to the um, Civil Rights Museum and they have this fantastic exhibit about Rosa Parks where they have a bus that's a replica of the city bus. Um, And then they have a statue of Rosa Parks in it showing where she was on the bus and where the seat was. And so my kids go in and sit down and it was really the first time when you start to explain things to a six-year-old, right? Yeah, As yeah. you know, let's talk about our kids later because you know how Todd oh, loves Jesus. when people talk about their kids. Yeah, he um, says that, but then he'll take over, start talking about my kids. Uncle T, Uncle T. Right now, they're running up on him. I know. Um, so it, it really sort of made me think about how I would describe what she did. And, I mean, black women literally at that time had absolutely no rights. And to face the the possibility of being arrested, knowing that she could be beaten, she could be raped, she could be killed, all of those things were incredibly real possibilities then. And she still said, you know what, it's worth it to, to take this risk and do this. And it pisses me off a little since I'm the mother of daughters to think about how inherently um, vulnerable women are in a way that men aren't, but particularly um, for people of color and for so long to feel like they have, well, not to feel like because they had no rights for so long. So that incredible act of selfless act of bravery 
is really something that um, sort of overwhelms me when I think about it. Yeah. It's, it's just so weird, and I don't want to get huge into this discussion, that people can take people just that are different color and treat them like they're not humans. Yeah. That's just insanity to me, right? It, it's, it just doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. Because, I mean, they could have been born a different color. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's, sure. it's crazy to think about. Sure. Uh, what's number four? Gal Gadot. Because she's fucking Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I give, mean, give us a little more. Give us a little more. Um, I mean, I kind of joke. <laughs> I like that. But, um, you know, she's, she's an Amazon. I'm six feet tall. <laughs> um, she was in the, what, Israeli military. So... Yeah, she's beautiful, that. and she's an action hero now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, she was a soldier, looking the way she does. She was a soldier before she got into show business. So um, I think she is a great, strong role model, right, for girls to look up to. Yeah. I mean, I let my kids watch all the princess movies. I let them wear princess dresses out in public. I did all that. Mm-hmm. Um but Gal Gadot is a badass. <laughs> so, yeah, we, uh, we're we big Wonder Woman fans in our house. Um, we go to our next question we ask all our guests. What's your favorite book? Favorite book of all time? To Kill a Mockingbird. Ooh. Um, again, sort of cliche since I'm a lawyer. But, um, yeah, it's one that I've read over and over. Um, I have two dogs one is named Atticus one is named Scout wow (laughs) so um yeah Uh, again it's such an interesting statement on our country and where it started and how the law um plays a role in changing how um how people behave and how people treat one another I'm gonna ask this next question with the utmost respect to these two who would win in a fight Ruth Bader or Rosa Parks oh in their primes yes man they're both really little bitty people <laughs> yeah they match up well they do super straw weights I'm going Rosa Parks <laughs> going Rosa Parks yep I would agree yeah I, I feel like maybe she had a, a rougher like coming from a rougher area but then the personal training thing maybe she held maybe or yeah, but I don't think she Ruth's, started that until Ruth's she was in her. Maybe personal trainer was holding mitts for her. I don't, I don't think she started that until she was in her 70s. So. If, you, if you're going to sit on, I mean, both women, badasses, along with you, but if you're going to sit, if you're going to take the chance of sitting on that bus back then like she did, there's no doubt, like, she has some, she has some fight in her. Yes. Like, she's, she, yeah. I mean, it's, the, it reminds me of that ass. quote from Goodwill Hunting. Why the wrench? Because fuck him. Yeah, I right? love that one. Of my love. Yes. Hey, don't get us started well. on Goodwill Hunting in here because <laughs> <laughs> we'll do another hour show about it. Okay. <laughs> Brad Pitt and uh, Goodwill Hunting's off limits in here. Okay? Oh, yes. yes. I, I'm okay talking about Brad Pitt. <laughs> well, so, so, hey, well, here we go. <laughs> uh, uh, one other question we always ask in here and think about it think really think about this one who do you think would win in a foot race me or ross todd, todd locks <laughs> right there ross best for we've just renewed our friendship our bestie ship <laughs> only because i know that the only way to keep you from actually doing something is to just go ahead and admit that i know you'll win you don't have to prove it we don't want to talk 
I love when people say you, and then they always have to give the reasoning of, for you. But at the at the end of the reasoning, it comes back. I really don't believe this answer. No, no, I didn't but say I'm that. But I'm giving it for this. Like I know you can jump on top of well, this desk. Well, this, I know you can pick that bar stool up over your okay. head. I know these things to be fact. Well. And you're wanting to keep me from doing a foot race, but maybe we should keep you from doing the foot Ooh. races. No. I don't, is that off limits? Off is limits. That, that story's I'm off a, limits? I'm Ross, we've had our first censorship yep. in here. Off limits. Okay. I'm a mother now. Let's just say it's a little, Amy might have been <laughs> doing a little foot race outside of Bush Stadium. Hey, I just said. Well, I put I'm, up I'm, the, what, what? No, what we didn't have a sign uh, for censorship. <laughs> she might have been, you know. I want the bottom line. I won. Ask anybody was, who was there. I was in the lead when we all hit the ground. So this is outside Bush Stadium. Who was, hey. who was racing? Uh, she outside of Bush Stadium. Her, another attorney friend, right? Two other attorney friends. State's attorneys, assistant state's attorney. No, okay. Wink, wink. Um, they have lady lawyer. Two other lady lawyers. <laughs> they've had a great day at Bush Stadium, enjoying you know, enjoying a day at girls' day out. G and O Ross, if you will. And uh, they decide, I don't know what, they would decided to see who was the fastest. I mean, you know what I'm Well, it started with a foot race between Obi-Wan. Oh, and I'd pay for that one. I don't know who we're going to call <laughs> Chewbacca. Chewbacca. <laughs> Obi-Wan and Chewbacca, mm. um, who had a tradition of having foot races. Ah. So they did it first. Neither of them fell down, Okay. however. And then after that, allegedly... They asked the three lady lawyers, mm -hmm. who we thought was the fastest of the three, and so they knew what they were doing. Yeah, we all just got sucked right in, and um, like I said, I was in the lead when we all hit the ground. All, first of all, first first of all, Ross, she's barefoot on the streets of St. Louis. Well, barefoot. I was wearing flip flops. You well, can't you gotta run take in those off. You gotta so take those off. Out of here. And Amy slipped i mean probably just tired from from the day at the game and no. you know at, one of the other lady lawyers came into my lane Ooh. ah well you ain't bumping you ain't it's what is it bumping and grinding you ain't bumping your that's a really racing. different story no rubbing, i think you're looking racing. for rubbins racing rubbins but, racing yeah um, that's it i so, don't know where the aim, bump and grind a, came from we're working at the <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, so we are working at the Simmons firm, okay? And then, like, I haven't seen Amy all day, and her door's been shut. Door's never shut. I always go in. Me, every, almost every morning, her and I go in there, and she had, like, a little... She bought, like, a little, like, recliner, like, leather chair thing for me in her office. And then we go in there and just, you know, discuss... Clients. Clients. And cases. So door's shut, okay? I'm not going to bother. It's shut all day. She's busy. Don't see her all day. Next day, come in, door shut. Fine, like, okay, we've got to find what's going out, going on back there, okay? <laughs> I'm, so like it turns out that when you are running a foot race and you trip because someone has come into your lane mm -hmm. and you fall forward while that person is still keeping your feet behind you and you hit your head on the asphalt pavement. It's not your fault. It's the asphalt. Whoa, I see what you did there. Bad jokes. So when you hit your forehead, it turns out a lot of the blood then settles into the eye socket. <laughs> Ross knows that, believe mm -hmm. me. He's the king of black eyes. <laughs> so, so I had a solid shiner for about eight weeks, which is a really good look for 
a girl and a lawyer. <laughs> did you have Do to you go remember? to court with this? Um, I did, did have to go to court. I don't think she came out of her office for eight weeks. <laughs> well, I, I did go to court a couple days after, and um, one of the other lawyers was in the courtroom at the time. And as you can imagine, word of a story like that is funny. I mean, yeah. everybody yeah. ended up being fine, but it was a funny story, so it spread like wildfire. So I walked up to the table where she was sitting and her arm was in a cast because she broke her wrist when we fell. Um, and I have this shiner that no amount of makeup would cover. And so I'm like, hey, you okay? She's like, oh, not great, but yeah, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. And we hear in the microphone behind us, up, <clears throat> and we turn around and the judge, who has known us both for several years is sitting on the bench and we both turn around and look at him and he just shakes his head in disgusted <laughs> disapproval at the two of us uh, oh yeah it was that, but do you remember um well i guess i shouldn't say his name one of our clients who lived in ohio mm -hmm. oh we still yeah we his, didn't we have um, yeah we had uh some yeah drinks with him we did not that long ago and um i went to no not him. This wow. client rhymes with Bobbert Wapman. <laughs> but I had to go do his I had to go do his videotape deposition. And I'd already been out to see he and his wife a couple of times, so they knew me and all of these older male clients were always fascinated that a girl my age could be a lawyer. Like it just tickled them to death. And so I go out to take his deposition and I have this giant shiner and so i'm setting up with a videographer i'm like hey could you just make sure you shoot me in the profile so you get the non-black <laughs> eye side. side good side and i mean mr chapman lost his mind because he thought if a girl has a shiner it must be because her boyfriend hit her oh, right and i mean he was lois get in here we got to talk to this girl i'm like what what and he's like what happened to you and i'm like oh god you're not gonna believe it if i if I tell you, you're not going to, and he's like, who is it? Are you, I'm like, I swear it wasn't a man. Like, oh, he was so upset. And for, I don't know that he ever really believed me. Every time I talked to him after that, he's like, how we do, how we doing, sweetie? Do we need to talk? I'm like, no, Mr. Chapman, I promise I'm fine. Um, so this, this is, I just, I just thought about this quote and this is kind of going back to her working in a man's world. I remember one time we were out and, and sometimes I would go to the depositions with them. Like if a, cause I would establish a rapport with the clients and sometimes they would want me to go to the depositions. And I remember we're out at one in Arizona and the, oh, the, really, <laughs> this is too good not to say. Oh, so and so the, uh, the client's son, he was given his depo or whatever. And then he, uh, he takes me aside. You know, I think he's wanting to talk about the case or something. He's kind of gives a points his head kind of over at Amy. He goes, "If she ain't gay, I wouldn't mind climbing that mountain." <laughs> yeah, he tells that story all the time, like it's a compliment. I'm like, oh, quit. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, so romantic. So romantic. So romantic. One of the last things I wanna, I wanna touch base on before you get out of here is so i have two daughters of my own and um what would be some advice that you could give not only them but but other girls growing up what they could some advice that you could give them that that going into the world you know everybody says you know they can they can be anything they want to be you know um what was some advice that you would give them to to let them understand that really is true now 
Well, I, I think that's the first, the first thing that they have to understand is that it really is true. And, um, I talk about how my kids grow up seeing me, right. I'm an attorney and I'm now an assistant managing partner. So now they think I'm a boss. So they don't know a world where a woman can't do that. Yeah. And their first grade school principal was a black woman who was absolutely fantastic. Like they used to play Miss Patton at home with their little walkie talkies pretending to be her. So, and the first president they were aware of was Barack Obama. So they will never know a world where they don't think it's possible for a black person to be in a position of authority. Um, but I can already tell, like, they still start to doubt themselves um, where they think, oh, things are too hard or that's something that boys do. And I don't know what it is about the world that makes girls feel that way or girls think that way. But I would say never stop. Never think you've told them enough that there's nothing that they can't do. Um, I tell my girls every day. I tell them they can go wherever they want. They can live wherever they want. Um, I've begged them to go to college somewhere warm so that I can go and visit them. <laughs> um, but I do. I, I try and tell them every day they just have to work hard and anything they want to do is possible. Um, I also think it's hard for women to be a badass and not and still think they can be kind right so i had to give a a one sentence quote at some award ceremony i was at last year and uh, the only one i could come up with that i really thought sort of summarized how women can behave in the practice of law is that strength and kindness are not mutually exclusive oh who said that do you know oh that was me Oh, <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah, Amy thanks. G. Amy G. That's give right. it to her. Yes. Yeah. So, so you touched on this a little bit. My next was, and as a parent, as a lot of our listeners are, are girl dads or girl moms, what, what, would you, what would you advise parents on how to make our daughters aware that it is all possible? Um, show them examples. Like my kids know who Ruth Bader Ginsburg is. They know who Rosa Parks is, is, was. Um, and I talk to them about how far our society has come in what women are legally allowed to do. Um, and then I show them strong examples. Like we do, we, we watch movies where girls are badasses and, I buy books that where women are badasses because that's what shapes their minds is what they see, what they hear, what they read every day. Um, and, and like I said, it's just, it, I'd never stop. Yeah. Right. It, it's sort of a, it's not yeah, like a, every day. It's every day. I love that. Love it. And and I, and I like that point where you, where you talked about where a woman in power or woman being a badass doesn't mean that you can't still be kind. Right. And that's probably something as a parent, when you hit that, I'm like, Ooh, yeah, I, I probably, I, I'm trying to get my daughters to understand they can do whatever they want. I probably instill too much badass in them. <laughs> like, Hey, they punch you, punch them back. <laughs> I probably want to, that's a great point. Yeah. You and can it do is. all it's this, a, but still be kind. Wow. Right. Yeah. It's a fine line. Yeah. I mean, I tell my kids I love them 25 times a day. But if I give them the look, they are scared shitless. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all I got. That's all I got. 
Thanks for thanks for being on. This well, was awesome. So much fun. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed that you told two stories. I really wish you had. That's so fun for me. <laughs> yeah, if we knew how to edit, we'd take them out. But uh, too bad. Sorry. Right. <laughs> I love the message here that hey, women out here, you know, young ladies, shoot, even women today. That I mean, you're older and you think you you missed out on an opportunity. Go go take advantage of it. Go get it. You can yep. do anything that anybody else can. Um, Kind and strong. Kind and strong. Kind and strong. That's going to be your next tattoo, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's good to see you guys. This has been the Eat, Slay, Live podcast. And we are the Locksecutioners. Thank you for listening. Slay on, brother. Slay on, brother.